0: We've been talking all week about the renegade office, and today we're gonna to talk about the many, many benefits of the renegade office. And I think you're gonna be really excited about what a renegade office can be. All that and more coming up on today's Antidote. Stay tuned for today's Antidote, brought to you by the Renegade Success Network. Today's Antidote features a healthy dose of thought-provoking insights and information for business owners, entrepreneurs, leaders, and nonprofit professionals. Each day since March of 2020, this program has offered that one thing to help you continue on your own unique pathway to success. And now, Renegades, we bring you Bob Graham and Tom Brush. Doo doo do, doo doo doo. Hey Tom.
1: Good morning. That was a little different.
0: I just, uh, it's weird when I'm not, for some reason this week, I haven't been able to listen to the introduction. It just replays the first three seconds over and over and over. Hmm. So I'm doing it from memory, believe it or not.
1: <laughs> Fair enough. Then you're doing a very good job at it. How are you? I am well today. True. Trying to... uh you know, it's that time of year, busy time of year for me with lacrosse is signing, and so I was. Uh, and this weekend is our really largest event, and I was up a little late last night trying to puzzle piece together too many games and not yet enough officials. So
0: it's a busy time for a lot of people. There's high school and college graduations and proms, sure. and weddings, and field days, and figuring out summer camps and. This is a pretty frantic time.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Excellent. Well, welcome, everyone, to today's Antidote, our daily broadcast and podcast. Each week, we have a conversation around a topic. This week's topic, as Bob mentioned in the opening, is the renegade office, and we will have a discussion around that. So please feel free to share your thoughts and ideas on whatever social media you happen to be following us on, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, or LinkedIn Live. Yes, LinkedIn Live. Because it'll add value to our show. And it may just be what someone is looking for today. Also, at the end of the show, Bob and I will wrap it up with our one thing today's antidote that hopefully will help someone move forward along their own unique pathway to success. And you might use it today, or you might use it some other way, some other time down the road when you get challenged by the conversation that we're having so we also would encourage you and invite you to share your one thing your antidote because we know that there are others out there who are desperately looking for what we all have to share the value that we have to offer so before we dive into our topic though each morning we do our celebrations and Bob what are you celebrating today
0: I'm gonna celebrate two customers that I had to deal with yesterday where situations were not perfect. And in both cases, I thought they would be really upset. I thought I might be yelled at. I thought I might be criticized. In both cases, they were like, hey, okay, how are we gonna fix this? Really calm, really rational, really just how do we get where we wanna go? Not, I can't believe you screwed this up. I can't believe you guys are a mess. And that really changed the tone of the discussion. And it also deepens that relationship both ways. I think for them, it's like, you know, I can I can call Bob when I have a problem. And for me, it's like I can call them when we have a problem and know that they're not going to just yell. Even if And if they did yell, it's fine. But the fact that they didn't, they're like, OK, Bob, in one case, the person knew. In the other case, I got to share with them and they were like, OK, so I understand. How are you going to fix it? And I think sometimes we make mountains out of molehills when we're worried about, well, I do it in everything, no doubt, but we do it a lot when we're worried about customer complaints. We, sure. we you know, it, it takes us to like stage nine when it's probably a stage one.
1: Because we don't know, right? Until we take right. the action, we have no idea what the results are going to be. And yet we can work ourselves up over what we anticipate. The results being
0: yes we can
1: i feel like we had a conversation about that at some point so if you want to go back and search the archives for uh results and i'm sure there might be some value in there to help get over some of those challenges about six
0: or seven weeks ago as i recall
1: i think so somewhere in there yeah interesting
0: all right yes what are you celebrating tom
1: so i'm celebrating the um old relationships let's put it that way uh, so, yesterday I had the chance to do, I facilitated a meeting for a, a group of leaders in a local county. And as I walked into the room, there was someone that I used to work with who was in that space. And which one, it was great to have a chance to see him. Two, it gave me an opportunity to actually leverage an experience that we had as a part of the presentation which I think was able to um, bring it a little more home, close to the people who were in attendance. They knew who he was because he was part of this cohort. And it allowed me to discuss some of the challenges that we had faced and uh, to share that it's not unique and that there are um, other ways to move forward if we're able to look at our results rather than as a judgment and as an opportunity to learn from them. And it was great to see him, which was which was fun as well. And it was also great that the organization has had me back now, I think three years in a row to do a similar presentation to a different wow. cohort. And it's nice when you walk into a place where they value yeah. what you have to say and what you offer um, and definitely make you feel like you have value.
0: Congratulations, that's great. Thanks. And I'm assuming you made those changes on the fly, right?
1: I absolutely did.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Which was too, the right. Road. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: It's well, you know, and it, it was one of those things where the opportunity arose as I was just talking about something to share an example, a real live example of where we had struggled and where taking a certain action was the only way we were going to avoid continuing doing what we had always done.
0: Makes sense. Yeah. Cool. Anything for our renegades today, Bob? I didn't even, I didn't even look. I know yesterday was National VCR Day.
1: I don't know what you do with that. (laughs) Go to a a recycling location (laughs) and find all of them stacked up when people finally clean their house out.
0: That's right. That's right. Or that blockbuster video that you've been meaning to send back to them for, you know, take back to them for, what, 23 years?
1: Yeah, I don't think you're still getting late fees on that. (laughs) Maybe. I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> they might, might not get out of bankruptcy with That's all it. the late fees.
0: That's it. All right. So, Tom, we should talk about this renegade office and the benefits. We've all been right. dancing around it all week. Um, why don't you start with some of the benefits of the renegade office?
1: Well, it's interesting. You know, I think it's it. one of them is I think that employees feel valued because they have an opportunity to share and express the value that they have. I also think that they are, feel respected and it's an opportunity for them to really leverage what they have to offer. And in a way that people are able to see them as a valued member of the team. You know, I think it's, and again, uh, we'll probably use this all week, but the show, the office, there were definitely people, employees of that organization that were not as valued as others. And, and probably felt that way for a long time. You know, I think of Toby, for example, he was the HR person that, you know, clearly was not valued, especially by the the manager, regional manager. And so I think that it's it's an opportunity for people to go into a space where they feel valued. It's interesting in some ways even though it wasn't an office yesterday that's the way i felt walking into that presentation is i knew the leaders valued what i had to offer and it allowed me to be much more comfortable in the situation and i think that allows us to have the chance to produce um, work that is going to add value to those around us
0: i like all that i would add to, to it a couple of things one is i think the sum is greater than the parts when we start valuing people, I think it creates um, different solutions that encompass more perspectives, more possibilities. I've seen that happen in another number of situations. I also think it has a huge, huge, huge role on retention and recruitment, two areas that most organizations struggle with. I think you retain people when they feel valued, when they feel like their contributions are important to the success. Of the overall. And I also think when you're hiring, there's a vibe that you get from an organization where people are valued. When the person walks around and they just see it's a different climate than, yeah, that that's that's the office. You know, oh, that's that's sales versus, oh, this is sales. Let me introduce you to Steve. Steve works with me. Steve and I have been working on this project really closely. I know I've been on job interviews where it's like, their level of how much they invest in you in terms of that, oh, hey, this is John, he does this here. And it's not just, he's the account manager. It's like, he's the account manager and the last month he's brought this in and he's really helped us with this. That really speaks to people when they're looking at jobs because it's an employee market right now. So differentiating yourself any way you can and salary and benefits, aren't enough anymore, especially for millennials and Gen Z. They want a culture. They want an environment where they can feel like they're contributing and not just like, I'm, I'm washing the erasers or I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm sharpening pencils. They want to really be a part of like the real stuff.
1: Well, it's interesting. You started that off by saying the sum is more valuable than the parts. Yes. And I, I, I can see your point there. And I also sometimes think that that is sometimes the way the traditional office looks at it is that the outcome is more important than those who produce the outcome. And I think sometimes that's where it gets the organization into challenges is that those who produce it aren't as respected and I and I don't believe and I'm not saying this because I think that's the way you meant to share it. I think you shared it sort of in a different context. And right. yet I think there's something to this that the renegade office in some ways values the parts as much, if not more, than the sum. I've you know, because because if it's if it's only about the sum, the outcome then it's easy to forget who are all the people who helped, the parts who helped make that outcome a reality. Sure. And I think when that happens, people don't feel as respected, appreciated, valued as when we really value the work that our team did. Whether or not the, the result is what we expected it to be or what we desired it to be or what our clients desired it to be. So it's an interesting, I don't know, when you said that it struck me as, huh, I wonder if that truly is the renegade office or is that the traditional office and that what matters is the bottom line, not how we got there and what were the methods that we used with our team to achieve that sum. What do you well,
0: think about that. Uh, first of all, I would say the office of today is not the office of twenty or thirty or forty or fifty years ago because There's you no know faith. in the 1970s, so much of what we were doing was manufacturing, sure, and and production. We that very little of that is going on in the typical office today. A typical office today is dealing with complex problems that they've never faced before. You know, if if you were working at I don't know, Ford, at their uh, manufacturing plant 20, 50 years ago, your whole goal was efficiency. If you could shave 10 seconds off everything. I don't find very often with my clients or with my own business that we're worried about efficiency as much as complicated situations. You know, how do we find employees in a really tight economy? How do we find employees when everyone's offering them more money? Those solutions aren't easy to come by. You know, I think there was was that time where the solutions were just like, oh, well, Toyota does this or Mitsubishi does that. And that was how we solved problems. And there were all kinds of books in the 60s and 70s about how companies solved those types of problems. Now you read books and it's like, what are the books now about? Teamwork, how to get your team, how to be... uh, collaborative, how to be innovative. Innovative being you don't know the problem you're facing. I, I I marvel at how many days I go to my job and I get confronted with something I've never dealt with before. And now it's almost commonplace. It's just like, oh, okay, here's today's challenge. Didn't expect that to come, come in. And I think that sets the stage for that renegade office because we don't know sometimes we don't even know what the what we're trying to achieve we're just trying to figure out where we are some days right yes
1: <laughs> and and it's interesting I, I just think there's it's an interesting thing to contemplate is and I, and i wonder if some of the same things that you're talking about are actually the things that people 20 or 30 years ago faced they were just different something that that you know if the assembly line broke be like well hmm, what do we do with that how do we fix that doesn't because our assembly line is likely a little bit different than someone else's and while yes we can go to a book at the same time we need to come up with a solution for this or if we're saying it's taking us too long to do something how do we shave off 10 seconds shaving off 10 seconds in a process that you've been doing for a long time is likely pretty challenging i would imagine i don't know i think there i think it's a fascinating concept i think one of the differences is that in some regards then it seemed like it was all about the output doesn't right. matter like it's almost like irreplaceable parts in there pull one person out put the other in. doesn't really matter And I think that there is still some of that today in some organizations is that it's about the output, not necessarily about the individual and how the individual wants to achieve that output. Because if there's a proven method, proven, whatever that means to get a certain type of results, it becomes very easy to say, okay, that's the method that we all need to follow. And it'll guarantee that we get the same results. So I I, I don't know. It's interesting. I I think that one of the challenges that they had in the 50s and 60s was that I'm not sure the worker was, the employee was as valued. It was, they felt like it was just another person who stand in the assembly line to rivet bolts. Okay. Anyone can do that. Well, not likely anyone. I'm not sure I would know how to rivet a bolt. Yet there are a lot of other things that I could do. And so I think that, unfortunately, some of that I think has carried over into today. Well, anybody can do this. No, not necessarily anybody. You know, anybody can answer a phone and do customer service. Mm, not necessarily. No. And so if we aren't valuing the role that this person plays in our team and the person as well as the role. I think that we are going to be we're faced with some of the same challenges. And we look a lot more like organizations of the past. Yeah. than I think the organizations that we'd like to see in the future.
0: And I think the renegade office tries to position people to play to their strengths. You know, I, I sure. I've been lucky enough to be in a couple of jobs where they tailored a job to me and my skills. And it was a blast. It was fun to go to work every day. And I've been in other jobs where it was like, yeah, this isn't really my strength. I'll do it. And in one case, I survived it for six months. And then I was like, yeah, this is getting old. I, I need to leave. And they said, yeah, we, we knew that you weren't really enjoying yourself. And they didn't have a solution for me. They they didn't. That office didn't want to shift things around. And I get it. It's fine. I'm not mad at them about it. But I think there might have been an opportunity to say, hey, you know, here's where Bob's attributes lie. We could use them in this way. And And I I think think so often companies don't do that. And that's a hindrance to them because I'd rather take a person who's worked for a company for three months who says, you know, I love working for the company, but I don't like this job. And trying to find a job that better suits them, trying to tailor it a bit. And I think that's what renegade leaders try to do is try to figure out, you know, where is this person's strengths? Where are their interests? Where is their passion? Let's try to position them to be engaged in that part of the job as much as possible. Not always. You can't do it a hundred percent. I had a job where they had me doing speaking and going out into the public a lot. It was great. There were days where I was in the office answering phones. I could, I could sit and answer the phone all day today. If you told me, Hey, tomorrow you get to go out and do a presentation easily. And that was the deal. They kind of, without saying it out loud, that was the deal they cut. We know you like this. This is good for the organization. We need you to do this. This is good for the organization. Here's a happy marriage.
1: Certainly. I think that, well, and I think that is a different approach than here is the job description. Here's what you are supposed to do. And even though you likely can't or aren't prepared to actually do half of those things. (laughs) And I think that becomes a challenge is that it's it's when the position or the old job description is more valuable than the actual role or the person in the role. I think sometimes that's when organizations start to lose their way and struggle sometimes when they start not effectively hiring, which leads to frustrated employees, which leads to changes, and I think those are and those turnover,
0: are, which is, you know, yeah. a real morale buster.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So as we think about this and this conversation, that's kind of weaved all over the place. What's your one thing?
0: I think my one thing is that there are so many benefits to organizations to trying this, to digging into this, that you have to dip your feet in it. And it's not always easy. It's not always a clear path, but it's worth it to try it. It's worth it to really start thinking about your employees and where they provide value, even if it's not what their job description says. You know, I worked with someone who was in um, like the financial part of the company, and they were great at coming up with marketing ideas. Like sit at lunch with them and they just come up with, here's a slogan we should use. And it, and it was like everyone else at the lunch table was like, no, your, your finance, stay over there. I would be like, say more, say more. And we would use some of those suggestions in marketing because that person just for whatever reason really had a knack for that. And organizationally, it was a real asset. And that person got involved in some of the marketing. We would run marketing stuff by by her be like hey what do you think about this she'd be like oh i've changed this wording here it was really good she had no marketing background no writing background she just had a passion for it and she loved the fact that she could contribute to a big part of the company that isn't the finance part
1: sure and i think that's where offices. motivated yes and i think that's where offices get stuck you get stuck by a role or a title and be like well stop spending your time thinking about marketing slogans and start or, or whatever, you should be focused on finance. And right. just because there are people who can m- do their job and also add value in other places. Many times organizations don't see that value. And and I think that that that's a, a part of what I would offer is that I'm going to say that a, a reneg- that the benefits of it is that the renegade office sees the value of the parts as how it is impacts the sum and that sometimes the parts need to change. Absolutely. And sometimes change in the parts means how do we differently fit them into a role that they're more effective in. And I think so often that's not the case. You see organizations with really good people who bring a lot to the table, but the organization says, well, but and you're not really doing your the job that the job description, Uh, okay. You mean there are, there are beneficial things. There's value that the person adds yet, because they're not fitting this written piece of paper that you created six years ago when they were hired, even though the situation's changed, they don't see the value in them anymore. And I think that's, um, that's why I think that the, the benefit, And my one thing is that we see the value and value the parts as a part of the equation and as important as the equation. Oh,
0: I like that. Nice. That was good. I like that a lot.
1: Thanks. All right, everyone. If you have your one thing that you'd like to share, please feel free to put it in the comments of the social media that you are following us on. If you happen to be listening to that podcast and you are unable to comment there. You can always join us inside our Ring of Renegades Facebook group, where we will be talking about this this topic all week long, and you can share your thoughts and ideas there with the other members of our community. It's easy to do. Just go to Facebook, search for Ring of Renegades, and then you can just ask to join, and you can become a part of the conversation where we try to help others take their next step along their own unique pathway to success. So we look forward to seeing you inside the Ring of Renegades Facebook group or We'll see you tomorrow morning, 7 a.m. Eastern time for our next edition of Today's Antidote. Have a great day, everyone.
0: Hey, embrace the renegading you and do something with that renegade office. See if you might play around with some of the ideas we talked about today.
1: Not go out and find your VCR.
0: <laughs> All right, that was yesterday. That was yesterday.
1: <laughs> All right, everybody, go out and make it a great day. We will see you soon. Thanks for listening to today's antidote powered by the renegade success network. The renegade success network helps you confidently create your own unique pathway to success. To learn more about the renegade success network and how you can take your next step, follow us on Twitter, connect on LinkedIn, or join the ring of renegades Facebook group for full details on how you can join our community go to RenegadeSuccessNetwork.com. Embrace the Renegade in you.